Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I am your host, Joanna. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bouncing Back. I am your host, Joanna, and today we will be joined by our very own host, Marie Stella Quick, who hosts Reliscope and Self-Improvement Atlas, and she's here with us to chat about something I feel is so relevant in today's society, and that is toxic relationships. So more importantly, how we can grow in resilience and get through these times. So hi, Marie. How are you today? Hi, fine. Thank you. Um, trams are being annoying but that's it. Melbourne City for you. Um, I'm so excited to finally get to chat with you and I feel like there's no way better way to get to know someone than like unpack toxic relationships. 100%. So yeah. I'm super keen. Um, before we get into that section, um, I just want to get to know you a bit more with our Have You Met Marie section. So first of all, do you have a favourite book at all? Uh, I like to say yes, but I really read more photography books than regular books yeah because pictures pictures nice um fair enough i like reading but boy that's tough yeah, yeah. what like types of photography books like instructional uh ones? black and white but i recently got the wes anderson one the the oh, one okay. that's like i think it's something like um i can't remember what it's called but it's literally wes anderson or something like that i don't know uh yeah it's basically yeah. a lot of it's like a compilation of Wes Anderson-like um, photos from different photographers. And it's really nice, um, even though it's in colour and I prefer black and white. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I've only got one, like, photography book, but I have never actually properly sat down and, like, gone through it. Like, I've never considered that, like, my way of reading. But, like, I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like, I... I, I most of the time when I get one, I sit down and I flip through it and be like, oh, that's my favorite one. Oh, that's my favorite one. And then I take a photo and be like, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff, which I guess maybe I'm the only one who does that. But No, I love that. I'm super into photography, but I feel like I love looking at like National Geographic yeah. and like got my little subscription. Yeah, so. those slap too. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Highly recommend a National Geographic subscription. Um uh, what do we have next? Movies. Do you have a favourite movie or anything you've watched recently? Coraline. I oh, always okay. say it's my favourite movie. Yeah, nice. Why is that? That's I've never heard that uh, one before. It just, you know, it's like a, it's it's marketed as like a child's movie with all mm. these dark undertones and it's just nice. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like it is underrated. I feel like I it's... I feel like it's so timeless. It and, is. Yeah, and, and people don't realise that. Uh, maybe people do. I just haven't found them. So <laughs> yeah, you know that's fair. I feel like it's because it's marketed, like you said, as a kids' movie. People are like, "Oh, I've outgrown watching that" because yeah. like I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. But I feel like if you do watch it again, there's like some mature themes. In yeah, there. there are mature themes, but I'm 
I'm wondering if it's also because I, I just still have my kid at heart thing. Yeah. Um, like you know how people grow out of emo music. Yeah. I have not. That's that kind that's of thing. fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love that though. I've actually never heard someone say that one of their favorite movies is Coraline. So, <laughs> I think I've said it like three times now. Respect. Yeah. We'll we'll say it again for this show. Um. Do you listen to podcasts at all? Uh. Yes. My favorite one is Behind the Bastards, uh, which is a history podcast, something about history. Yeah. Um. Basically, outlining all the monstrous figures in the world's history and going deep dive wow. into it. And it's really, really cool. And the um, host, uh, who is also a journalist, I just love his presenting style mm. because he makes it feel like a conversation. He brings in the producers and the co-producers as well. Um, and they just kind of, well, because all of them have a part to play in, in, in the research and all the storytelling. So... Uh, it really is a conversation um, between the entire team, not the entire team, but like, you know, a few people on the team. And it's just really, really fun. Um, there's a lot of um, banter. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't feel like just a strictly history, sciencey podcast. Yeah. It feels very listenable. Yeah. You can just sit back and relax at the end of your day and listen to it and unwind i love that as someone who really likes true crime podcasts i find that when it's more personable and they're not just talking at you but also like it's a bit funny and like quirky i find it so interesting yeah to even just sit and like listen for like an hour or like yeah. when you're on public transport or something like that yeah you know and when they comment on these figures and shit on them yeah it's really funny as well i'm not gonna lie yeah i love that i need to add that one to my list i've been so slack with podcast yeah i'll I, send you a link that would be yeah. amazing because i just have i've been listening to one called um red-handed mm -hmm. but i haven't listened to it for like a year or two now and i really want to get back into that so thank you for sharing that and lastly i'd like to ask if you have a famous role model or anyone in your life you look up to famous role model um first one top of my head Taylor Swift, obviously. Oh, um, naturally. Queen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've been a stan since debut album, which is like a country music era. Yeah. Um, That's a long time ago. Yeah. Songwriting is just incredible. Um, marketing genius. Uh, and she's kind of funny sometimes. I think she is. <laughs> I feel like she's such a great character yeah. as well. And people like diss her a lot yeah um but i think you this she's got like hundreds yeah. of songs right like mm -hmm. if you never want to run out of someone's songs to listen to taylor yeah. swift and and the thing is the weirdest part is her best songs are never her singles her singles often are one of her worst songs some yeah. of her worst songs yeah like in lover anyway i'm getting <laughs> off track we'll get back on track yeah. with some interview questions now so i'll jump straight into it why do you personally think that resilience is important in our life? That's a good question. Um, well, I think if well, everyone has some kind of resilience, right, to have to walk this earth, that sounds as if like oh, everyone is going through like the worst time in their life but yeah. no it's not yeah. well like it's just that everyone has bad times mm. and in order to keep going you have to have some level of resilience you know um 
because if you just break down minor inconvenience, which I know a lot of us do joke about it, but if you think about it, we don't actually just lie down and not do anything after a minor inconvenience. We joke about doing it for like five minutes and then we go on with our lives. Yeah, exactly. And just, yeah, that's how everything keeps moving. And I'm not saying that like one person is controlling how the whole world works, but it's kind of like, you know... It's a domino effect. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like as you go through life, like you learn that there are certain things that shouldn't occupy your mind as much as they do. And when you do come across that like five or ten years later, you're like, I've been through that. Like I know how I can cope with that sort of thing. Yeah. But then you obviously come across things you've never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So they impact you in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, resilience is important to be mm-hmm. able to get through that. But it's easier said than done. It is so much yeah. easier said than done. But also, like, I feel like sometimes you, when you're going through shit, in the moment, you're like, I'm not handling this well at all. And then um, months later, you look back and you're like, oh, actually, I didn't do that bad. It was just mm. in the moment. I just hated myself so much yeah. that I thought I was doing really, really bad. Oh, 100%. Like, I hate that thing of, like, you're in the moment and you're like, I have no idea how to get out of this. But then you know in, like, a few months you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, like, I got through it. But, like, also, why was I being this way? You know, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So perspective is really important as well. Um, And do you think that, like... When it comes to being resilient, it means being, like, immune to stresses and adversity? Uh, Not at all. I think being resilient is being affected by um, stresses and adversity, but still being strong through that. Mm, Um, Or even being weak, but getting through it somehow. I, I reckon it's just as strong as staying strong through it. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of courage to admit that you're being weak or that you are not doing well yeah and and some people don't have that courage and so I just I think I personally recognize that all of it is can be considered um being resilient yeah 100% I feel like even admitting that you're weak and knowing that you need to get out of that state is a form of resilience because I feel like if you're sitting in a situation and you're not even admitting or trying to cope then you're not being resilient and I don't think I've ever met a single individual that isn't affected Mm -hmm. by anything I feel like that's just impossible yeah I've had I've met some people who they aren't as affected yeah they're still somehow affected but just the tiniest bit yeah but even then I'm like how do you even do that literally I relate to that so hard. Like, I feel like there are some people who something bad will happen to them and they will just be like, yeah, but I know how to cope. Or like, yeah, I'm like going through it, but I'm good. And yeah. I'm like, tell me your secrets. How yeah, are you doing how? this? And also I used to think, because again, I used to not, I I used to not be working on myself and I was just thinking a lot about other people. Mm. I used to think that when people said, oh, I'm working on myself, I used to think that that was just bullshit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't I didn't understand it. Now yeah. I do. And now I'm like, oh, I see the importance of it. And I see what working on yourself means. And yeah. I respect it. Back then, I was like, that's a myth. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I feel like working on yourself is such a hard thing to grasp. Like people are like, you need to work on yourself. And you're like, okay, so like, I'll just do this one thing. And that's me working on myself. Like, what is working on yourself mean to you? 
to me, I think it means introspection, just a lot of introspection and reflecting on yourself, your character. Um, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to be a better person. Sometimes it can just be as simple as like, oh, you need to be more assertive with some people to avoid getting stepped on. And, you know, mm. and instead of being like, oh, you know, people step over me all the time, you know, you gotta, you gotta improve how, like the way you stand up for yourself and just be a bit more assertive because sometimes people don't even, don't even realize how they're treating you. Yeah. And you kind of have to just take that that's life. You kind of just have to accept it and just kind of adapt to it. Yeah. You know? um, and also just not falling into the hole of like oh everyone's cheating me like shit yeah that kind of thing all the time yeah exactly I feel like there is a certain amount of accountability but also not blurring the lines between taking accountability and blaming yourself yeah for what's happened yeah because it's okay to feel like shit for for the way someone's treated you but then it's up to you now to decide what happens next and how you deal with it yeah Beautiful. Yeah. And I think that leads perfectly into unpacking what a toxic relationship is. I mean, we can give it a go. I feel like we'd be here for hours if we just tried to do that. But like, what does a toxic relationship mean to you? What would it look like? Um, I think a toxic relationship would mean either one of the parties in the relationship feels so strongly negatively affected by it that it's impacting their everyday life they're thinking about it all the time and um well I don't want to go into specifics because it's a very very generic term mm. to me I think it's it really just boils down to how one of like either party feels if you feel like you've been poisoned by this relationship, that's a toxic relationship to you. Yeah, like before we were also saying that like a toxic relationship is very subjective to the individual. You know, like society has this idea of a toxic relationship being one that is abusive, like physically abusive or like emotionally manipulative, for example. But like everyone has their versions of what toxic is. So I think that's important to keep yeah. in mind. Yeah, definitely. And do you think there are different types of relationships that can be toxic other than like romantic ones? A hundred percent. I feel like I've been through some of uh, my friendships which were toxic and I've seen some of my friends go through such things as well. Um, yeah, just don't think that a relationship has to be romantic for it to be toxic yeah, definitely. I also don't know if this is true, but I feel like it's so much easier to come out of a toxic friendship than it is to come out of a toxic romantic relationship. Really? Yeah. I feel the opposite. Really? Yeah. I think because after my major toxic ro romantic relationship, I was a lot more cautious with romantic relationships. And so whenever I smelt toxicity coming up <laughs> I was like that's it I'm done goodbye yeah uh, and then with friendships no one really tells you growing up that you might have to deal with these things yeah. no one really tells you hey they you might have to break up with your friends when 
you're older and you grow apart and someone's not treating you right as a friend, you yeah. might have to have these conversations as adults and you might have to break up if you disagree. I don't know about you, but I was never taught that. So I stayed, I have stayed in friendships that weren't good for me for far too long. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes it blows up. So maybe it's different from for everyone. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've grown up being taught that friends drift, mm -hmm. but relationships end, you know? So like you can drift from a friend and that way it doesn't feel as much of like a heartbreak when it does happen mm. and when you're like oh you know what we're actually not as close anymore as i thought but i'm okay with that because it's been happening over time but with a relationship when for example that comes to an end mm -hmm. um because it's been toxic you it like hits you really hard mm -hmm. because it's all happening at once yeah i think i think i was taught the same thing it's just that i have had friends who have manipulated me or mm. verbal, verbally abused me so that wasn't really drifting that wasn't really drifting that was definitely a like let's end this yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no i definitely so think that like that's a lot harder it's yeah. so different for everyone like yeah. again like toxic relationships are so subjective how people get through them and get out of them is so subjective as well <laughs> how would you say that um, being in a toxic relationship impacts your personal resilience? I think it helps build my resilience a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like when I was a teenager or when I was in my early 20s, I would have dealt with toxic relationships in a very different way. And it's because... I wouldn't say it's that I didn't have resilience. I think it's just a different kind of resilience. Like I was in that very hard mindset of um, I've got to see this through. I've got to do everything that in my power to to make sure I've done. Like I have to have done everything I could, could to save this relationship or to hold it out. I, I have to try every single thing. I think that's still some form of resilience, um, but I'm not going to lie. There's some weakness there of like, I'm not ready to let go of this person, mm. you know? Yeah. And I think that has helped build into a different kind of resilience of like, now I am strong enough to say goodbye to this person yeah. if they are not um doing anything good for me not anything good but like if they are negatively impacting my life um far too much mm. and there's no talking out of this I have to put myself first and I think that's a different kind of resilience um if that makes sense yeah I mean people always tell you like after your first breakup like you get through it and you're much stronger as a person and you know more about what you want. So I definitely think that applies mm -hmm. to it and that's like a form of resilience as well. But I feel like the ability to let go as well, that is a huge form of resilience mm -hmm. and something you can't really teach yourself to do unless you go through it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, sometimes to run is the brave thing. And that's a yeah. quote. <laughs> but I, I vibe with that lyric so much. Yeah. Uh, the, sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes to, 
I can't remember the rest, but yeah. <laughs> no, we get the gist. I Yeah, I feel like there's so many quotes that can be applied to this. Like sometimes the bravest thing to do is to leave or yeah. something yeah. like that. There's like always a quote. Yeah, everything. and it always sounds cheesy, but it is true. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, what, what else is it? If you love something, let it go kind of thing yeah <laughs> you know which honestly to me doesn't really make sense but I kind of get the sentiment and where it's coming from um but yeah we are so yeah. off track <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen when we were talking about something like this but um how can someone go about recognizing that they're in a toxic relationship Oh boy, that's tough. Um, I think it's also very subjective again and there are so many examples of there's so many different examples uh it's so many different situations where something could be toxic but i think the most important th like thing to think about the most important thing to consider is if it is negatively affecting you um and it's on your mind every single day all the time and you've tried talking to this person about it and that it doesn't seem to be going anywhere that's when I think it's time to be like maybe we should call it quits but then again it's like that's not really a good example of when something's toxic is it that's like yeah. very generic but it's very hard to think of like a specific uh like factor to which exactly something can be a toxic relationship and you can identify it as a toxic relationship yeah like I don't think like you can go through a relationship and be like toxic 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 yeah. you know it's more something like when it comes to an end and when you have time to like reflect on yeah. it and think about it is when you come to the conclusion of oh these were yeah. really unhealthy things that were happening yeah and I think it also um I think part of the toxic relationship thing includes patterns that you've tried to correct, but they just keep coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I think is one of the hallmarks of toxic relationship. And why do you think they like keep coming back? Like why, if you're trying to work on something, does it keep being a problem? Either the person that, that, um, is trying to correct the problem, doesn't actually want to correct it, or they just don't care and think that they can go on doing it and maybe the next time you'll forget about it. Or they frankly, maybe they just forgot. Mm. Maybe they, yeah, like it's just willful ignorance or something. Yeah. Like maybe they just... You know, you had a happy moment, a little good patch there, and then they completely forgot about keeping their actions in check or something. Yeah. And then they revert back to their actions. Maybe that's that too. Exactly. And I feel like that's when you really need to take a step back and probably separate yourself from that. And yeah. that's where quitting or like leaving the situation I don't like the word quitting but like yeah. being brave enough to say that you're done with being in that situation will give you the clarity to see mm -hmm. that you are in a toxic relationship or were yeah yeah definitely and 
Why do you think people want to hold on to being in a toxic relationship? Mm, I have I have actually talked to my therapist about this before. Yeah. Um. So I can tell you some of the answers, not all of them, because I feel like there are many answers to this. Yeah. But one of the reasons I feel like it's it could be because it's just comfort. Yeah. Um. The toxic relationship, they could be repeating patterns that you um were already comfortable with because they are similar to what you were brought up with during childhood mm. and it just feels like home. It feels like everything's wrong, but, this, but at the same time, nothing is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a very weird space to be in and I've been there before. And it's kind of like, you know, you know you shouldn't be treated this way, but at the same time, you were brought up with the expectation to be treated this way. And so yeah. it's like, yes, you are in grief, but at the same time, you're just so comfortable with it already. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why. And then the second answer to that in my head is, is just not wanting to let go yet, like just not being ready. Yeah, and I also think it comes down to we accept the love we think we deserve mm. as well. And I've been through that like situation where you're so comfortable with how things are despite them being bad and despite knowing that in your head it like does it's not supposed to be this way but like leaving it would be more uncomfortable mm -hmm. than staying yeah and yeah. some people are also just frankly afraid to be alone yeah um which sounds like a diss but it's not because plenty of people are afraid to be alone being alone does suck sometimes yeah. Like, it's not that fun all the time. Like, I could tell you right now, I do enjoy my alone time, but sometimes it's kind of dull. It's kind of freaking dull. Fair enough. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand, but at the same time, go or guy, leave. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, like, it's about weighing up what's more important, like, you have to go into a relationship, whether that be like a friendship or a romantic relationship, being like so unapologetically yourself and not having to sort of settle in any way. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard to tell yourself that when you are in that relationship. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing. I feel like a lot of people also stay in toxic relationships because they think that, oh, this is the only person that, is, that accepts me for who I am. Where am I going to find this ever again? Like, this yeah. is all I have. And that makes it infinitely harder to leave. Yeah. And I feel like that mindset of this is all I have is just uh, like unraveling this sort of inability to see that you have so much more than just this mm -hmm. other person. Like you have yourself and you have like what you bring as well. Mm -hmm. But I think that also requires another level of resilience and like personal growth to be able to see that that person doesn't just make you who you are kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, do you think that it's also important to recognize that you might've played a part in why the relationship became unhealthy, even if, you know, the other person's already been like, yep, like I'm the reason why this has become this way. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Yes. I think it's important to acknowledge it. Um, but it is also just a very, it's very hard to 
toe the line because sometimes it's it's like you sometimes you're just in this space of like you're so fragile that the moment you're like oh uh yeah I had a part to play in it and then all of a sudden you're just you're just like oh I'm the problem after all yeah (laughs) you know sucks like having that moment is so terrible yeah Yeah. but then you kind of have to come out of it and be like no I am not the problem it's just that like I need to work on being more assertive or I have to work on my communication skills or I have to work on this I have to work on that so instead of going to that just completely negative space of like oh I'm the problem I like no like I deserve no one (laughs) you kind of have to take yourself out of that and and also kind of think how would you how would you advise a friend if you were seeing them go through these yeah. You suddenly wouldn't be like, yes, friend, you are the problem. <laughs> yeah. you, you suck. Yeah, you know? definitely not. Yeah. I think that's such a great perspective, though, because a lot of people, yeah, that was actually funny. <laughs> you would so not say that to your friend. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, if you, a lot of people will say this to you. I'm sure you've heard it too. Like, if your friend was going through this or what you were going through, what would you tell them? And you would be like, oh, I'd tell them you deserve better, like you are not the problem, you know, but then it's so hard to accept that advice, you know, and actually be like, oh, I deserve something better than this or like I'm not the problem but I know I have things I need to work on. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, that's the other part. I just think people should also not focus on attacking someone's personality instead be like, oh, you should, like you've done this sudden thing and it didn't make me feel good you know because people tend to be like you are the toxic one or or, you are the problem like stop it like you know that's kind of like how do you think the person's going to feel they're not gonna like when someone hears that they're not going to feel like they want to be receptive their first instinct is going to be like i have to defend myself i have to defend the like what kind like my the person that I am yeah like maybe if you focused on actually communicating what went wrong that might be helpful yeah and that's not to say like oh you know yeah I think I'm done no (laughs) no I totally get where you're going with that and I think it like links back to what you were saying before about like you're with this person and you're like, they're the only one that accepts me. They're the only one that's done this. And you think they're the only one that exists out there for you. And it's kind of like, oh, they came into your life at like the perfect time. And these are just two people in need of like the same piece of that puzzle. But it doesn't mean that they're meant to be. Yeah. And it could just mean like, well, you were meant to be for that time, for that period of time. I've thought about this a lot, you know. Sometimes you feel like, oh, this person's the one. Maybe you were the one for this point in time in my life. You know, you were meant to be there to serve a purpose. Not saying that, you know, they they are merely that. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. you know, you meant to be there to, like, you were meant to be a part of my journey, Yeah, Yeah. like someone said something to me once where they were like, this person was supposed to have you in their journey so they could realise that, you know, they needed something different. 
And you need to find someone that's already been through that, you know, that's been through the this is not what I need, this is what I'm looking for kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's also a sad reality that sometimes the person you think is right isn't right as well. And Mm -hmm. that brings me to my next question of what do you say to someone who wants to, you know, go back to a relationship that might have been unhealthy for them? I say um, have a sleep through it. Yeah. You know, before you do anything and also evaluate how far both of you have come since then. Like, I, I feel like if you evaluate it and both of you have grown and um, take accountability for what's happened in the past and can talk through things now and things are different, Sure, go ahead. But if everything's still the same, There's then no like, point. why are you getting back together? Things will still be the same, and and that and you will have to fight off that instinct because it's very very difficult. You will want to run back into their arms and scream like, "Take me back right now!" and just want to feel at home again. And that's really hard to fight off, but you have to do it. And that's where I feel like time like you said sleep on it obviously not just for like one night but like (laughs) actually take time to like think about it and (laughs) yeah I'm sorry please do not just just sleep for one night and then in the morning okay it's been one night I've slept over that is not what Marie is saying at all guys she means like an extended amount of time sleep on it for multiple 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 nights Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's about I think it might be that time where you're not focusing on that like that's not your priority and like you've spent time working on yourself and like one day it pops into your head and you're like oh there was this person you know and we did talk about doing this stuff maybe I could reevaluate kind of thing but that shouldn't be on the forefront of your mind you shouldn't be doing like your growth and your like bettering your resilience for them it should be for yourself it should definitely be for yourself I think it took me so many relationships to understand that. Yeah. Um, and I think the majority of my early adult life, and I'm only in my mid-20s, so that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just so important to be able to do that because I feel like once you start to prioritise yourself everything will fall into place as it's meant to. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens, you will be okay with that because you've still got all of this, like, growth and stuff that you've done. Yeah. Um, So that's what resilience is. The end. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And wouldn't it be easy if we could just end all of our podcasts on that the end yeah that's, that's it. what it is guys <laughs> the end Bye. yeah <laughs> i wish i honestly wish it was that easy but then this is also just like our personal experience um my next question <laughs> what do you think is important when it comes to healing from a toxic relationship because that's part of growth as well sorry could you repeat the question <laughs> that's okay um what do you think is important when it comes to healing from a toxic relationship? Um, I think the most important thing, and I'm going to feel like a broken record here because I feel like I've said this too many times, 
but focusing on yourself is very, very important. And I think it sounds so generic because it's like, okay, what does focusing on yourself even look like, right? That's the question I asked so many times when I didn't understand it. I think focusing on yourself just looks like doing the things that you've always wanted to do, finding the hobbies that you want to do apart from this person in that toxic relationship, just finding your own things, finding your own things, finding your own people. And that's going to take a while because some people don't know what that looks like. Um, and that m must be really hard um, because it's like, where do I even start? Yeah. I don't know. Scroll, scroll on TikTok. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> find, a, find a niche interest. Literally, just pick one thing. And I feel like it's so important not to be like, oh, that's normally something we would have done together. I can't do it because I don't have that person to do it with. It's still like Emma Watson talks a lot about self-partnering and like you can be self-partnered in a relationship, but you can also be self-partnered as an individual. And I think that's such a relevant concept when it comes to talking about resilience and moving through these situations yeah and you can always like just find a friend that you want to do things with as well yeah. you know you don't have to do all these things on your own you don't have to be a lonesome individual if you're not in a relationship you know yeah um and if you don't have friends, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, find some yeah, friends. that's a whole different <laughs> yeah. podcast. Like, that's a whole different episode, honestly. But let's assume that you have someone you can turn to. Because I want to you know. acknowledge people who actually don't have a lot of friends. I yeah. feel like, I, I, yeah, um, representation. Is important. I mean, even if you don't have that many support systems in your life, you can still turn to like yourself you can turn to what you do have or you can always make new friends and yeah. that's about putting yourself out there as yeah. well you can do journaling that might help with yeah. the um catharsis yeah um which might not be for everyone but i don't know anything that 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 helps with the catharsis i i feel like always gets you in a better mood 100% and let's like normalize taking your friend out on a date like you don't have to go out for dinner with your partner like mm -hmm. you can ask your friend out mm -hmm. like you can do everything that you can do with a partner minus a few things with a friend <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean unless like you guys are comfortable with that minus a few unknown like undisclosed yeah. things yeah I mean again that's all up to like the relationship yeah, that you have is. yeah but if that's you guys' preference, then it's like, yeah, 100%. go ahead, knock yeah. yourselves out. Yeah. Fluidity is so important when we talk about all of this stuff as well. So, yeah, I think we are doing so well. I'm having so much fun talking about Me this too. as well. Um, let's go into our little practices experiment debrief section. So we're just going to ask you how you personally deal with this. So what are some practices or practice that you do to cultivate growth after a toxic relationship? Um, I think, again, like I I've said this before, just keeping myself in check and reminding myself to welcome myself. I do write a lot of songs, so that's a personal thing for me. Um, but listeners can always find their own version of writing songs, yeah. you know, and that's something that I don't really like, I never write 
with anyone else not because i don't want to it's just like a very personal thing right mm. so find your own personal thing find your own little, little like this is my me time and i do it on my own and i actually enjoy my own company and i'm not longing for someone else in fact if someone else wants to come over right now don't yeah because i want to work on this during this time and I think that just really helps to get you comfortable with being alone. Yeah. Again, like not one size fits all when it comes to this. And mm-hmm. even if like you were to tell people what you personally do, it's not going to work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about finding something that brings them comfort mm-hmm. other than the person that was in that relationship with them. Yeah. Some people like to cook on their own. I like to cook on my own, but I also like to cook for other people. So that's not going to work for me, like, as a personal little endeavor. Mm. Uh, But it could be what works for other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could be even watching Netflix or being in bed and reading a book, like, or genuinely anything that you feel like is something that you want to do on your own is already a great indicator that, it's something you can do to cultivate personal growth. Yeah, so that's really important. And do you think there are challenges to doing the practice that you do? Yes and no. Actually, I don't think I can say yes and no. I feel like like it's it's probably yes yes or no. (laughs) It's a yes no question. (laughs) Okay, Okay, the answer is yes, there are challenges, but no, they aren't that serious they aren't that um hard to overcome i think that was what i was trying to say yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah. we got there (laughs) yeah i think the few challenges are definitely one of them as you've talked about before getting comfortable because it's not going to happen overnight unless you um I mean, maybe for some people it might happen overnight but it might not happen for everyone overnight um i think it took me a couple of years to get there mm. um i was always just itching to be with someone like be with a friend um i'll always have to go out every single day and meet someone even if it's a friend i just have to be around people because we're social like you know oh i'm a very yeah. social person yeah um so i had to do that but i think getting comfortable with liking the things that you're doing on your own um and you can even share about your experiences with a friend afterwards that's still socializing yeah you know um and that is that might help take away the um isolating feeling of like oh i'm only doing this on my own i'm the only one who knows about this yeah yeah and on the lines of like sharing things with friends and stuff like your partner or that person that you just had a toxic relationship could have been that person where you texted about everything and now you're like oh I'm I've just done something oh I don't have them to text about this Mm -hmm. you know and it's not about replacing that person with like the friends in your life it's more about putting more effort into what you do have as opposed to what you don't have like instead of trying to chase after something that's left your life put that effort into what you do have yeah Exactly. That could be like another way people can cope or a practice they can use. But back to like what you do, is there like a certain time you set up to do this? Mm, Not really because I 
despite being, despite functioning a lot better with routine or schedule, I hate routine. Like, mm. don't even like if I make myself do this one thing from let's say seven p.m. to nine p.m. on a sudden day, I will dread like doing it, mm. and I will be very stressed keeping time, making sure I'm actually doing it seven p.m. to nine p.m. on this sudden day. Yeah. So I'm like, no, well, I have these on my list of things that I need to do. I just need to get it off. The list by the end of the week or something. Yeah. Or like if it's just on a Sunday, that could be fine as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that's more of a me thing. I feel like maybe other people would benefit from that. Yeah. Personally, just yeah, not for me. <laughs> I mean, again, like everything we're talking about, it's so hard to be like, hey, so this happened. Yeah. Do this now. Yeah. It's so subjective. So all we can do is just share like yeah. ways that we go about it, but. I think if you're a person that loves routine, put it into your routine. If you're a person that just likes to know that you have to do things and you'll just do it, then that also works as well. Um, but how do you think this has helped build your resilience over time? Mm, I think, well, again, because like I personally feel like there are two types of resilience, right? It, it takes one type of resilience to go through something like that in the first place. And then the second type of resilience is the aftermath of it, of like, of um, amending your perspective on things. Yeah. And so in that sense, I don't think it's really made me more resilient. It's just made me find perspective. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm no. still as resilient as before. I'm just a bit more um clever. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And like no shame in being like I'm smarter because of what's happened. It's a lot to do with like, I personally think how you've used that situation to become stronger. Because there is the before you mm -hmm. and then there is the after you. Yeah. And the after you is just all in your hands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I I think I'm very um adamant about that um about that statement because I did get um you know, people were would say that I was weak before or something like that, maybe friends. And at that point in time, I did think that I was weak, but I just want to vouch for my younger self now and be, and whoever is going through something like that, no, you're not weak. You just need to, t you just need time. You know, you just need the time. If you're not yeah. ready, you're not ready. That doesn't make you weak. Exactly. People go through these things all the time. Um, doesn't make you more weak than someone else. 100%. And I feel like as someone who's just starting their 20s and having gone through, you know, like a relationship that hasn't worked out, um, there's so much you can do in the situation you're in. And like a lot of people will tell you, you're too naive, you're too young, you'll learn. But like you are also a person living in this current moment and you can do something to change that as well. You don't have to be that young, naive person who learns 10 years down the track. You can learn now if you just put that into your own hands. Mm -hmm. That again is resilience. Like yeah. 
there's no age yeah. to be more resilient, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's maybe a nice way to leave today's <laughs> episode. I honestly wish we could talk about this for genuine hours. Like I feel like I could yeah, so me do too. that. And we could definitely spill the tea we in our own time. Spill the tea, but that's for like another episode. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> really? Um, I don't know. Probably not. Are we allowed to spill the tea? I don't know if we're allowed to spill the tea. It's probably like allowed but not preferred. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can do a part two pending yeah. this blowing up <laughs> and becoming really big. But thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome. I had so much fun chatting. And for those who want to find out more about you, where can they go? Ah, uh, so many places. Uh, pick a social media. Instagram. Instagram. Okay, at Restella with an extra A. Beautiful. Well, everyone's so connected these days, so I'm sure we can find you anywhere. And on your podcast as well. So oh, yeah. People and can find you there. on the... Um... <laughs> she knows what she hosts, I promise. Um, and on Self-Improvement Atlas and Rebel School. There yeah. we go. Well, we also have Marie's details in the description below. And to everyone listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And we will see you guys next time. You've been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps other people find it and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website, pr.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Joanna. Thanks for tuning in.